I'm Ron Gilbert, and welcome to the weekly Thimbleweed Park stand-up meeting. I am joined by David Fox. Hey there. And Gary Winnick. Hello. And each week we go through what each of us did last week and what we're going to do next week. And this week, let's start with Gary. Oh boy, um, animation and more animation. So basically, um, working on trying to get uh, characters cranked out as fast as possible. It's still going slower than I would like it to, and I'm not. I mean, I think I'm still getting acclimated more so to actually not the drawing part, but actually cutting things apart and putting them into the file format. And I know it's something that should be starting to be more automatic, but for some reason, my brain, which is an artist's brain, continues to like resist a lot of this stuff that I should be doing to make things easier. So I'm working on trying to get better at that, but I still have uh, an issue organizing this. I think my, you know, 13-year-old son could organize this stuff in like five minutes because he's used to computers, but it takes me an hour just because... Does he work cheap? Yeah. Um, yeah maybe we're, be... we're, not, we're not opposed to child labor here. Oh, yeah. Park. Okay, well, um, <laughs> yeah. 13-year-old, and he would love to work on this, so we'll see. Anybody listening, they're probably going, I'll work cheap, too. Well, you know, probably not as cheap as my kid who works pretty much for, you know, a tuna sandwich or whatever, but uh, or actually a hamburger. But in any case, um, continuing to work on characters mainly, and that's coming along. We're starting to get, I think, you know, characters that are close to the final characters in the game now in for this first beginning section of the town. I'm working on Sandy right now, which is kind of, you know, a blast from the past. And uh, just um, continuing to sort of try to get animation cranked out. So that's the main thing that's going on right now. And then there's a number of sort of ancillary things that Ron and I continue to sort of talk about and try to figure out, which have to do with packaging and promotion and stuff like that, because you can't completely forget about those things. Working on the game has a tendency to sort of make us forget about a lot of the things that need to happen sort of in uh, at the same time, like the rewards and stuff, sort of trying to stay on top of that. But definitely, we all have our hands full right now. Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll go next. So uh, last week, uh, David and Gary and I got together and we did a little bit of redesign of some of the game. We redesigned, really completely redesigned Franklin's part of the game. His whole backstory and the whole epilogue and the and the part of the game that he was involved in was was way too confusing. We kind of had very ambitious plans when we started out, so we spent a couple hours on Skype and we really redesigned what his stuff is. So I think it's a lot more streamlined and I think it makes a lot more sense now. So I think that's good. It's I think it's better more, and funnier. Yeah, I was going to say that too. I think it's a lot more fun. Yeah, and that was one of those areas where it just kind of felt felt incomplete and confusing to me. Yeah, no, I think it's much better now than it was yeah. before, definitely. I uh, did some work on Act 1, uh, just simplifying. We didn't really cut any stuff. I guess we, we cut one big puzzle chain that happened in Act 1, and we moved it to Act 2. So the puzzle chain itself didn't go away, but, the, but it got moved into Act 2. And I think that simplified and it focused uh, focused Act 1 a lot more. And I've just been playing the game over and over and over this week, you know, just finding, you know, little things that need to change in it. But I I think Act 1 is just a lot cleaner and it's a lot simpler. And I think for players, it'll be a lot more obvious, you know, what they need to do during the first act. So I think those were good, good design changes. Ron continually points out to us that if things are confusing to him, then he thinks it'll confuse a player. Go figure. I don't know why. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, it's a hard thing to judge, you know, because you you know the game so well because, you know, you designed the game and you, and you have to kind of put yourself in the player's mindset and go, is this going to be confusing to them? And we haven't, you know, we've done no outside testing. I mean, nobody has played this game but us. So, you know, we don't have any feedback. But I think we're kind of getting to the point with getting the town done that we, you know, we can't actually bring in somebody and have them play the game and you know, they're going to see mostly finished art and mostly completed puzzles and dialogue. So I imagine within the next month, you know, we may have this person playing it. And I think that's going to be eye-opening because I think there's a lot of stuff that even now, you know, we think is completely obvious and people are just going to be dumbfounded as to what to do. So that's always an interesting part and a project where you realize stuff you thought was obvious is horribly confusing. Uh, the other thing I did, uh, working on dialogue some more and uh, just playing the game over and over. And then I guess the big thing I did was I got save load working. That was a giant step forward. So now we can save and load the game. It's not as good as I wanted it to be. There are some things it cannot save just because we'd have to iterate into the squirrel language back in too deeply and try to restore the state of that. And I, I've looked at that closely and I you know, ask some questions of some people that really know Squirrel well, and there's just no way to do it. So, you know, we, it's all stuff we can get around, but it's, you know, they're not going to be. I mean, isn't typically any time you do something for the first time wrong, you feel it's not adequate, and then you fool around with it over the course of the next three months and then get it kind of better and better and better? Yeah, I'll keep poking around with the with the save load. But I do, I do believe this issue about, you know, iterating into the Squirrel, you know, virtual machine and saving that thing out, you know, mid, you know, multitasking is, is not something that really going to be able to do. So, but I, I think we have workarounds for it all. So I don't, I don't think it. We could always have a code wheel or something like that that helps you like figure out how to get through a locked door or whatever. Okay, David. Yeah. Um. Well, I was going to mention the brainstorming. That was fun. And of course, you know, this is Skype brainstorming, and that worked. I think that worked really well. Um, I think it was like an hour on two separate days, which was seemed pretty focused, and that was great. I probably spent most of my time working on the final or semi-final version of the bookstore. We now know how many books we have, and we got new art from Mark, which looks really cool. And then he gave me a, a layer that I could duplicate as many times as I wanted to in order to get the height of the bookstore tall enough to fit in the close to 3,000 book titles we have. Um, before that, both Gary and I and Ron spent some time reviewing all the book titles, looking for duplicates, um, broke it up into thirds. So we each got a thousand books, book titles to look at and mark the ones that are dupes, mark the ones that we thought were inappropriate for whatever reason, or we didn't. Hor- horribly offensive? Horribly offensive, <laughs> or, or, or I didn't get, I mean, there's probably a whole bunch that are, that are probably borderline that I just didn't understand because I didn't get the reference. So we'll, Hopefully, some of that will come up in in over the next five years of people reporting. Hey, did you find the book up in this corner here? They say, ha ha ha! They didn't see it. I got it by. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on the the look of the room, just getting the lighting correct. Um, it already had a really nice mood to it, and was able to add a bunch of lights there. And then as you climb up, um, there's you know beams of moonlight coming in, and and also a lot of little touch, you know, animation that, you know, inspired by Mark's 
art and getting trying to get the spooky factor up. And I'm really happy with how it looks. It just needs sound now to, to complete the effect. Uh, found some more bugs. Um, using the save load, even though right now there's only one slot, um, it was enormously helpful in, in getting the lighting correct for the room because you know having to climb up however far <laughs> all the way up the ladder to check lighting on the moonlight was really painful but i could just load the game after doing a test reload it and load the load the save game and that went much much faster that way yeah i found some dialogues i was working on went so much quicker because i could just save the state right where i was gonna start the dialogue and then load it the one problem with the save load thing is that you know you load the game and you find a bug and not sure whether the bug is related to the save load or, or something else. Um, so there's one bug we found which turned out to be, I thought it was related to save load, which just coming back into a room and Ron fixed that. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it. No, the only other thing I'm going to say is, you know, I talked to Mark and he has promised me he'll write a blog post about how he does his process. So we'll see how soon that happens, but it is on the docket and we'll get that done sometime, I would say, in the next few weeks probably. So that would be nice to see on the blog. Yeah. I think the post I'm going to do Monday is showing the bookstore. Oh, great. The bookstore yeah. and, you know, scanning through the 3,000 uh, book titles that, you know, backers and readers submitted. I, I think I think that's fun. I love that room. I just going, I like going in there and just scanning the cursor around. I think there's probably some things I add that you probably haven't noticed yet also. I, I noticed the weird skull whose eyes follow me around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty yeah. creepy. Yeah. Um, and try to do different effects for the different things. So they wasn't just duplicating everything. Uh, Ron, one quick thing. Uh -huh. So the, is the bookstore, is that in the most current build I have or not in the most current uh, build? Let me just do a, a new build that, that might have got the stuff we did late okay. in the afternoon. I think I think, I think think you have a version of the bookstore, but okay. it may not be the last one. But I'll do a build. Okay. All right. Yeah, there was, a, there, there was a final thing I did later in the day, which made the, the moonlight better. And you did talk about some of that staging, like the corner and stuff like that. I don't know if you've done any yeah, of that. Yeah, that's on my list. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to do that this morning. Cause we should, I'm going to start writing down stuff like that because that, you know, that stuff is pretty cool. You know? yeah, yeah. Just, just file a bug for anything you think of like that. Just file it yeah. as a bug. Okay. Which is probably the easiest way to. Okay. Well, I will see you guys later. Okay. Take it easy. Bye-bye.